0: Thank you for listening to this interview series by me, David Roth, from WPP, in conjunction with the World Retail Congress, which was recorded live at the World Retail Congress 2023. In this edition, I'm in conversation with Lawrence Hutter, chairman of the Brand Experience Group, Which enables consumer facing organizations to translate authentic sustainability strategies and narratives into individual engagement, informed choice, and growth. He's a former head of Deloitte's global consumer business practice. For more conversations in this podcast series, go to WPPBAV.com forward slash WRC 2023. But not before. You've listened to this. Well, Lawrence, thanks very much indeed for joining us. One of the key themes of uh, the World Retail Congress uh, here in Barcelona for 2023 is sustainability. You're speaking uh, at the Congress. Give us a little bit of perspective on how you see sustainability, uh, both from a customer point of view, but also from a retailer point of view. I think
1: there are a couple of big themes that I've taken away so far from, from the Congress. One is that there there seems to be a very genuine commitment on the part of more and more retailers to make a difference. And indeed, yeah, a few people have talked about, actually, retailers have a real role in shaping you know, our collective futures.
0: Uh, do you get the sense now that that's uh, a sort of a, a genuine... Heartfelt feeling as opposed to, we've got to find something to put into our annual report. I think it's very mixed,
1: is the answer. And and one of the reasons it's very mixed is that certainly a fair number of retailers struggle to translate their sustainability strategies and narratives into any sort of measurable commercial outcomes. And there there are probably a couple of reasons for that. One is that they don't measure. You know, they, 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 they don't have the tools to measure how the way they are explaining what they're doing for our planet and society you know, is going to make a difference and, and, and why they are authentic in doing that. So they struggle with the narrative. They struggle with measuring the, how the narrative lands. But as a result of that, what most retailers don't see is that the way they are explaining their sustainability strategies and narratives is often quite distant from the actual things that matter to individuals. Let me make that real by way of example. So, um, when you look across most developed economies, consumers, shoppers are far more motivated by people and societal issues than they are about the planet. Rightly or wrongly, that's just the way people are. That's what our data tell us consistently. That said, most retailers' sustainability narratives are very heavily environment and planet-focused. Why do you think there's that divergence? Is that a historic because thing? Because people is... don't measure. Retailers don't, by and large, measure is what are the actual issues and causes relevant in their category, in their market, because they vary by category and market, what are the actual things that motivate choice? Implication of that is not that retailers should do less, but sometimes it's how you tell the stories. So, by way of example, um, if, if I'm really committed to you know, issues of the environment and water stewardship, etc., great. But tell the story to your customers and targets in terms of the social impacts of that. That will land far more effectively and that will help you as a retailer build those virtuous circles of sustainable business practices and individual engagement and therefore value creation
0: that actually is going to be important to our businesses, but also to all of us. You talked about value creation. To what extent now is a retailer's commitment to doing less damage to the planet something that has a commercial monetization aspect of it that that can be viewed against the investment that's put behind it?
1: And the answer is, it can be managed. It can be measured and managed. So, and that's what we do, by the way. Through the way in which we interrogate the population, we can see how what a retailer stands for is translating into preference and footfall and top-line. So we can measure the top-line impact of a retailer's investments into those strategies in terms of the way they source, the way they run their stores, the way they make contributions to the local food bank, for example. We can see all of those separately and in aggregate. We can measure them and therefore help retailers optimise that mix of great things they're doing.
0: And what is it that's now enabled that measurement to take place? Because it's something that really hasn't been available. By bringing two things
1: together, as is so often... The case that have never been combined. The first is a platform for measuring marketing effectiveness and efficiency that's been used for 20 to 25 years by brands such as Coca-Cola and Procter & Gamble and the leading automotive manufacturers globally. So it's a, it's a, it's a marketing measurement platform that's been used four and a half thousand times across hundred markets in 40 plus languages. That's really well proven. The light bulb idea Um, The thing that enables us to do this for the first time is if you can profile individuals as we do as citizens based on their real behaviours, not what they say they do, but what they actually do in terms of the causes they support, how engaged they are with them, how motivated they are in their choices by issues of environment and society. If you can really profile people according to those and create citizen typologies if you like um, then what you can do is you can measure how individuals in each of those groups engage with retailer brands you know, based on what those retailer brands are talking about in terms of what they stand for and you can measure what that creates in terms of brand engagement and informed choice and hence sales and market share movements so by bringing together those two things yeah the marketing effectiveness and efficiency metric platform that's been around for a while and profiling individuals according to their sustainable behaviors that in combination makes
0: that possible what having the ceos now having access to that information what difference do you think that will make to where they invest how they invest and uh, the resources they deploy
1: I think it'll make a couple of differences. It will make it easier for them to invest, and that's really important, because they'll be able to demonstrate the returns on those investments. Uh, It'll make it easier for them to make the narrative work with their shareholders, because the shareholders will see, often for the first time, the way in which ESG strategy is translating into top-line results and value. And it will also then, at a slightly more tactical level, because we can better align what the retailer is investing in, with what people are really concerned about, it will actually result in maybe not major overhaul of the sustainability strategy itself, but certainly it will kind of influence priorities and and, and help the retailer focus on those things that are going to have the biggest impact
0: earliest. Now, looking at uh, maybe a crystal ball you have or don't have, but let's assume you have a really good crystal ball. Looking forward, uh, maybe the next 10 years, because some of these strategies... Will take a while, not just to uh, adopt, but also to start to have an impact uh, on the environment. Are you an optimist or a pessimist of uh, the the change that retailers can make to our planet globally? Uh, I
1: am a proactive optimist. Well, that's but, I, mean, I, mean, <laughs> I mean the answer is it's not going to happen without persevering. But you know, the, the sort of metrics and diagnostics that I'm talking about that helps retailers understand the impact of their sustainability strategies on the top line and hence on value creation, that needs to become pervasive. So we're on a bit of a mission, and that mission is to make that pervasive. Because I, I just quote one person that I'm actually going to quote tomorrow, which is Sir David Attenborough. Well, if, you, if you're going to quote somebody uh, in this space... Uh, well, he's at a good COP26, understand. Sir David said, sustainability... Is now a communications issue and that's what we believe because if retailers and other businesses that touch people's lives yeah can be as effective as possible in communicating and drawing people into those virtuous circles of more sustainable behaviors and therefore success for the businesses that are part of that then that can make a huge difference but sustainability really is now a communication issue
0: well I like your definition of uh, optimism. Uh, I hope it turns out to be true, Lance. Thanks very much indeed for talking to me.
1: David, a pleasure.
0: For more conversations in this podcast series, go to wppbav.com forward slash wrc2023.